April showers brings May flowers. That's what we've learned since we were a child. But what happens if you live in an area that doesn't get a lot of rain? Or in general, how do we know how much water we should be putting down on our lawns and how often? Those are the questions that we're going to answer today. And lastly, we provide you with some tips on sprinklers and timers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Lawn Feed. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you joining us today. If you haven't already, hit that like button, subscribe to our channel, hit that little bell to be notified when we pump out a new video. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram and TikTok, and go head to thelawnfeed.com. Check out the corresponding blogs that we have with all these episodes. We are talking about watering today, good watering practices and techniques. Vince, how do we know when we should start watering our lawn in the spring? The lawn will tell you. Well, it actually will. But as we like to do, we like to compile a bunch of research from different extensions and get the facts straight. So I know when we finally hit springtime, we want to get out there. We want to start watering. We want to start fertilizing. But according to Iowa State University, Kansas State University, they're actually saying you should probably wait until about summer or June or July when the lawn actually starts to look like it's going to start wilting. Um, Penn State Extension also agrees with that, which I'm guilty of watering way yeah. before that um, because I think, oh, no, I didn't have rain this past week. Let's uh, let's go hit it with a half an inch of water. So for watering when the lawn looks like it needs water, what does that exactly look like? Some key things that you can look at, the leaf blades will turn like a gray, bluish, purple color. Um your footprints, if you're walking in it or you're standing in it and you step up, the leaf blades will actually stay down a little bit longer. If there's water in the leaf blade, they pop back up. Um, also, if you look at your leaf blades and they're starting to have a little bit of a rolled appearance or folded appearance, that's a good indicator that, yeah, they're thirsty. It's time to hit, some, hit it with some water. Um, now, if we wait a little bit too long and the the uh, the water starts turning brown no the grass starts turning brown uh it's probably heading dormant so sometimes you might want to just let it go at that point and by all means do not fertilize it because you will kill your lawn if the lawn is starting to go dormant so we just need to avoid breaking out the hose and turning the sprinklers on until we actually need them you know i actually i'm guilty just like you i i probably turn on the sprinklers way too early in the season so i need to change my practices personally. Chris, how much water should we be applying with each watering and how frequently? I have definitely broken that rule a bunch of times and uh, it's, if we're all breaking it, everybody is, right? So that's, uh, that's actually really <laughs> insightful. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of um, amounts, this is that I, I feel like this is widely debated uh, amongst a lot of different people, and you know, I th but there there is a general rule of thumb. Um, you know, generally we it, it's recommended that we give our our lawns anywhere between a half inch to an inch per week. That's that's generally what people would always recommend. Obviously, there's a lot of variables to that, but if it rains, um, we, we should understand how much it actually rained uh, and how much we've actually received. And that's, that's, you know, tracked by either the rain gauge or just your, your, your local weather station and things like that. And then we would just subtract that and find that variance or that gap, right? Um, some, some weeks, you know, if you've got a bunch of rain like we've had this week, you don't need to water at all. 
right? So it really, really just depends. Um, and it, it brings kind of that to the next point that, that I think all of us struggled with at some point along our journey is how many inches of water do we know that we're putting down? So you turn your irrigation on or you turn your sprinklers on, right? How much is actually coming out? And again, a lot of variables in terms of, you know, what, what type of equipment you have, um, you know, how much water is coming out of the heads that you have and things of that nature. Um, but calibration is the easiest way to understand that. And it's really just trial and error and testing it. Um, sprinkler calibration is really, really easy. Uh, there are just age old tricks that you can use. I have always done this and just grab a bunch of tuna cans from Costco and lay them in, you know, across your yard and turn your irrigation on and then see how much is actually in there. Right. So, you know, you got your, your tuna cans that are, you know, roughly about an inch or whatever they are. Right. And, and do you, We'll fill them up and, and kind of measure those out just to kind of see. More times than not, uh, some areas are going to have less than others. And that's how you kind of know how much water each zone, if we're talking irrigation or each area of your lawn, if you're talking kind of an above ground, uh, will we'll actually receive per uh, per watering. So, you know, if it took me 30 minutes to get a half inch of water, for example, I know that I can set my timer for 30 minutes each time, run my sprinkler in that particular zone that got that half inch and know that I'm going to get a half an inch per water uh, or half inch of water per that uh, irrigation, right? Or per that zone. Um, the, the next is really how often. And again, got to remember, you know, how, how much we're actually getting. And then if there's rain and all of those different variables that I just listed, but, uh, established grass. So the, the overwhelming majority of our lawns to having established grass, uh, we want to water deep and infrequent, which we're all probably used to <laughs> as lawn does. Right. Um, but we, we want our, we want those grassroots to search for water and then that will allow them to grow deep, um, in, in, into the soil, uh, shallow watering. So if we, if we just do, um, you know, shallow watering all the time, like every day or every other day type of thing that promotes shallow root development, which will in turn really, really give you problems when the weather turns and gets hot and, when droughts start happening and things like that, it's just, it's just not good. Um, the other two, the, the other two things are, are, are kind of pillars to this. There's the established grass, which we just talked about, but then there's new grass and two forms of that is either going to be seed or via sod. Um, with seed, you want to water that daily. Really? You just want to keep that thing moist, right? Um, three to four times a day, uh, enough to keep that bed, uh, that, that seed bed moist. Um, but not like drowning. We don't want to drown the seed um, and, and, and really just kill that off, right? The soil should be wet one to two inches down. Um, once the seedlings reach one to two inches in growth, uh, that's when we can kind of cut back on that watering, right? Once the seed has has been mowed two to three times, that's when we move to that. Not a, It's not established grass, but that's when we kind of move to that deep and infrequent. Right, we still got to be careful with it. We still got to be careful with the traction and all of those types of things. Um, but that's when we would kind of graduate to that established grass rules. Then with new sod, really, it's just a matter of keeping that that wet. Um, water one to two times a day. Start watering as soon as that thing gets laid down. Um, really, we should be able to, to, to moisten the sod layer. But then we also want to moisten the soil underneath that. Um, and if and you could kind of just do cross checks by lifting like a corner of it up and seeing, you know, if, if that's actually working, um, and adjusting accordingly. But, 
Uh, same kind of rules apply. You know, once we've mowed that and once we kind of feel comfortable with mowing it, uh, one to two times we can graduate that new sod to uh, deep, deep and infrequent, right? Um, and then it's all about timing, right? I think that there there are absolutely right and wrong times to, to water your lawn. And this is really going to be kind of dependent on the area that you're in, but it's all really the same. Um, you know when your area gets hot. Uh, you know when the hottest times of the day are. Um, early mornings are, are probably going to be the most beneficial and are probably the most recommended. Um, kind of that overnight period, right? Where water, you know, watering later in the day, and what we mean by that is like post 10 a.m., like that 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., 3 p.m., uh, really when the weather's hot, uh, you're going to do a lot more damage than you are good if you're watering there. Um, so in the evening, uh, the, the chances of, you know, evaporation decrease because of the sunlight and the heat coming out of it. Um, the, the best way to do it is just to get a timer that hooks up to your hose, program it, uh, cancel the watering when it rains, uh, those types of things, and just kind of go into the forecast. Uh, there's a lot of different, yeah, I've got a ratio I'm actually pumped up about trying this year for the first time, uh, for my end ground and, and, and I'm anxious to kind of understand the workings of it and understand how to like kind of water smarter, if you would. Um, cause I, I think I've, you know, fallen victim to that in, in years previous. I'm actually, this is a really interesting topic and I've learned a lot over the course of the past year. So it's a lot you can do wrong. <laughs> Definitely. Well, you kind of just touched on, I was going to ask you what, if you actually had underground sprinkling at your house, but that just mm -hmm. answers my question. Um, I also have underground sprinkling. Last year I got a, uh, a Wi-Fi set up and I love the Wi-Fi set up and I actually have it linked to um, a weather station directly at my house and it tells me how much rain I've gotten directly on the app, kind of dials things in uh, really, really nicely. Um, Vince, I, I'm not sure if you have underground. I think you did some DIY stuff, but why don't you uh, briefly touch on that? And uh, also, uh, let's talk about what kind of sprinklers are out there. Yeah, I did a DIY uh, irrigation last year. So I have in-ground in the front, but then in the back, I basically water as needed. Um, you know, once it starts getting that bluish haze, I, I hit it with some water and um, let it do its thing. But different sprinkler types, we have impact sprinklers, rotary head sprinklers, oscillating sprinklers. There's many, many more, um, but those are kind of the three most popular ones. Your impact sprinklers are um, ones that shoot out of water with a, with a pulsating action. There's a paddle, a screw, you can adjust it and it disperses, it breaks up the stream and disperses it um, even, evenly. Uh, the rotary head, these are most commonly seen in irrigation systems. Uh, you can buy these, um, even if you don't have an irrigation system, you can hook them up to a ground spike or a little uh, sled and use them above ground. Um, that's what I do, that's what I do in my backyard. Um, I have a couple of yard spikes and hook them up to a hose um, and get good coverage with those. There's a little screw in there that you can change um, the flow so you can have like a solid jet stream or you can have uh, more of a fine mist if you're doing a smaller area. Um, they're pretty great. I, I enjoy using those. There was a big upgrade from the impact sprinklers. I always felt like those ones were breaking on me. Lastly, the oscillating one, they deliver, they're, they're the ones that do the rainbow pattern. It's the um, rectangular pattern, the ones that the kids and dog always plays in. They disperse more water at the actual sprinkler head, so it's a difficult to achieve a good even water uh, even water pattern. Um, wind, if you're any wind is is occurring, it's going to blow the 
the the stream elsewhere so um, not the best for lawn care uh, maybe for a garden or something for a quick quick wet wet down but um, your your rotary or your impact are probably your best bet then the slip and slide right <laughs> <laughs> In the, in the little kiddie pool, for sure. Yep. <laughs> hey, one thing I quickly want to touch on, uh, we're kind of talking about how we don't want to water until it's almost summertime, but it's important to make sure your underground sprinkling is ready to go ahead of time. It doesn't mean you can't turn it on, test it, get it calibrated, make sure all the heads are working, make sure you got the even coverage that you need. Uh, you don't want to be caught with your pants down when it's time to do that deep and infrequent watering. So uh, make sure you guys are prepared. And overall, uh, Make sure you have good watering practices. You can save water, harden your grass, and be prepared for the dry times. If you found any of this beneficial, please leave a comment below. We'd love to answer. love to hear from you guys. Um, as always, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya. Here we go. April shower. That's got to go at the end. That's got to go at the end. <laughs> got it.